Hey everyone, Rob Kress here, Root Pharmacist from Root Pharmacist Radio. I want to thank you for tuning in again. Today is May 16th here in Southwest Michigan, an absolutely beautiful day. And today I want to talk to you about arthritis. It's actually a Q&A we're going to get into here. Um, and I want to start doing more of these questions and answers because I think it covers a lot of ground for people. So the other day when I was at the pharmacy, I worked there a couple of days a week, I was working with a technician who uh, recently has been diagnosed with an autoimmune arthritis. So, you know, in addition to being on, on some uh, disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, uh, like she's on Plaquenil um, and a few others, she takes a lot of ibuprofen. And her question was, you know, what naturally, I'd like to get off ibuprofen, what other alternatives do I have? Which I think is an excellent question, but I wanted to take it a little bit deeper because I think there's probably more she can actually do for the overall disease. The interesting uh, moment on this one, I think when she was, she's a young gal in her uh, 20s, um, and I think when she was diagnosed, what happens with a lot of people is they kind of grab hold of an identity of illness. Um, it becomes part of them. And you know, I was guilty of this when I had lower back issues way back when. So I, I completely understand it, but we got to understand that uh, or almost look at the process like disease, disease states, are not really of us. You know, they, they can be a separate matter that we don't have to be victimed of or to forever. So I wanted to actually talk to her about what she's doing and get a little deeper. Now, let's track back real quick because her questions on the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen, uh, naproxen, and, you know, the newer age ones uh, like celecoxib, meloxicam, and all this, that would be Mobic and Celebrex. Her, her question was great because it should be a great concern. Uh, reason being, we know this family of medications can increase risks of heart disease and stroke. Uh, the belief is the reason it does it, it actually prevents, um, it blocks an enzyme that actually allows vasodilation. So it allows the vessels to relax. So it kind of blocks that out, which can be an issue. Um, the FDA actually uh, enhanced their warnings on this just a few years ago, back in 2015. You know, they said, you know what, we've always said this family of medication can lead to increased risk of heart disease and stroke. Um, I think a perfect example would be Vioxx, uh, what, probably about, gosh, over a decade ago. What did they attribute that to? Almost like 47,000 heart attacks or something? It was amazing. So, you know, there's been a, a few of these already pulled from market, Vioxx and Bextra. Um, so we've known about it, but the FDA, what they did was they heightened their warnings. They said, you know, I think the, you know, people that are even taking this for the short term can be at risk, albeit the risk is higher for those who already have a come, you know, to the table with a pre-existing heart disease uh, or people that are on it longer or people that are on it uh, through higher doses. But nonetheless, we should be aware. So, you know, if we can find something in place of it, I'm all for it. I think that makes a lot of sense. So. In this con uh, conversation of rheumatoid, uh, well, we'll just say autoimmune arthritis, um, a couple of things came up. And what I wanted to say is let's first look at the foundation. Let's go a bit more foundational. Let's talk about diet. And, you know, when I look at a lot of this, if you look at the issues of health today, it's what we veered away from when we were a healthy society. Diet's one of the main factors. So, you know, a healthy, you know, where there's no 
official anti-inflammatory diet. A general healthy diet is going to be one that's plant slant. So it's one that is abundant in vegetables of varying colors. Certainly has healthy and clean meats to it. Um, I'm, a, I'm a primal supporter, a paleo supporter. And that is not to say meat all the time. And that's not what those are. Um, it's actually, they are plant slant diets uh, and meat, you know, a couple times a week such as that. And when you want that, it's obviously clean, grass-fed, um, a non-confined animal feeding operation, um, you know, something that is re- raised on grass, not grains. So it's very healthy animal anyway we choose to eat. We want to decrease the reactive proteins. What do I mean by this? Gluten is going to be the biggest one right there. Um, Anyone that I see that's undergoing an autoimmune and or inflammatory condition, I first and foremost, or one of the first things I do is suggest them to go gluten-free for just go three weeks and see how you feel. And I told her this and she said, I've done it and I do feel amazing when I do it, but I just have trouble with the willpower and she gets kicking back. So she understands and she knows the power of that. Now, I also like to look at um, dairy as well as possibly soy, but first and foremost, let's cut down on the gluten or remove it completely. Um, And when we do this, I want people to be wary of, because, you know, her also replies it can be so expensive. Well, it could be expensive if if you take gluten foods and then you go to those same food groups and go gluten-free. For instance, if you're staying in the breads, the carbs, you know, and all that stuff. But, you know, you might be consuming too many high insulin stimulating foods anyway. So we might need to just change the types of foods that you're eating. Remember what I said, the increasingly plant slant and clean proteins. So um, I told her, you know, we need to, you know, let's look at these insulin stimulating foods. Because what happens is when our insulin levels go to more of a hyperphysiological state, uh, that is an inflammatory hormone. So inflammation goes, it's a fat store in hormone, fat, fat goes, we get into insulin resistance, and then we can get into the whole metabolic cycle, which in itself um, is related to increased risks of uh, arthritis and vice versa in this case. So, you know, let's look at that. Um, let's take check our insulin levels. Let's check our blood sugar levels, optimums between 75 and 85. Uh, I want to tell her about healthy fats, super important. Uh, omega-3 fatty acids, and I'm saying from fish oils, Um, If we want to go walnuts, hemp can go that direction. Not a fan of flax or some people due to a genomic little mutation that they're actually not able to get the beneficial omega-3s out of the flaxseed and it can actually be more inflammatory to them. Um, And then when it comes down to the protein, I'm going to backtrack to this because I also want it to be moderate protein. Uh, If you get too much protein in your system, your body will treat it or react like it's too much sugar. Too much protein, a high protein diet can actually stimulate sugar release, can stimulate insulin release, can lead to insulin resistance, leptin resistance, insulin resistance. So we really got to focus on this. A weighted eye on your protein, um, about a half to maybe 0.75 grams per pound of lean body mass. So say if someone weighs 100 pounds and they have 20 percent body fat, that's 80 pounds of lean body mass. So there would be somewhere between 40 and what, 65 grams a day would be somewhere that we're looking for. And that should be more than enough for what the body needs to build and repair. So now, what else about inflammation that's foundational? 
we've got to heal the gut. We've got to go to the gut. It's such an important factor to look at. When I talk about the gut, what's also known as the microbiome, uh, I want you to look at it like a dense rainforest because that's what it's like. It's beaming or should be beaming with diversity of good, healthy bugs. And it's even beyond bacteria. Uh, they're finding research into protozoa, viruses that can be you know, good and bad. But I want to focus on the bacteria because that's what we recognize as we have hundreds of trillions of bugs there. We've got actually more bugs than cells in our bodies. So that's that's a key focus. So we want to heal the gut. It is a ground zero for inflammation. Um, a lot of times people will do the 4R, you know, which we're basically removing um, things that are inflammatory causing infections, challenges. And that would be like, you know, the reactive proteins I was talking about. We want to replace. Um, we certainly want to do, you know, uh, what are we missing? The probiotics, uh, the enzymes, um, possibly uh, hydrochloric acid if we need it. We don't want to do it if someone actually has an ulcer. Uh, re-inoculate with the probiotics. And then the last one would be repair. So, you know, a lot of times people can have leaky gut and we get these little tiny tears. And then what happens in that case, you can have an undigested food particle, a protein, something that literally goes through the intestinal tract into the bloodstream and it causes this continually stoking of inflammation. And then the body starts to attack itself. So in that case, what do we have? Well, we start to get into that continued attack, which is in case an autoimmune disorder, the body bringing itself down. All right. So now, thirdly, on the uh, foundational, I want to talk about vitamin D levels. Vitamin D levels are super important. You probably have heard this over the years, but it plays a key role in our inflammatory and or immune response. Um, People are woefully low. A recent study just came out actually showing how just increase in doses of 1,000 to 2,000 up to 5,000 units can dramatically slow down and reverse arterial stiffening, where people were at six to 800 units a day, which is the RDA. Well, in that case, they actually continued on the arterial stiffening pathway, which certainly is an issue. So optimize those levels would be best. That's getting a blood test, finding your active D3 levels. We want to dial into about 60. I think that's a good range. You can go up to 80. But when you look at the blood test, it's between 30 and 100. Uh, 30 is way too low, so we can do a lot better in that case. Research has shown vitamin D um, at just 2,000 units daily uh, is able to decrease interleukin-6, which is a very uh, highly inflammatory cytokine. Uh, it can increase IL-10, which provides uh, anti-inflammatory benefits by 43%, as well as prevent a further increase of tumor necrosis factor. Uh, this is um, this is a chemical that's raised and causes inflammation that drugs like Enbrel are designed to treat. Very interested in there. Lastly, in the foundational, and then we're going to close it up for this one, and we're going to move on to episode two of this. Um, it's omega-3 fatty acids. I talked about the healthy fats, but I certainly encourage people to get it in supplement form beyond the food source. We'd like to go about one to 2,000 milligrams or so units um, up to maybe 3,000 daily of a high quality fish oil. Uh, we wanna make sure it's not rancid, we wanna make sure it's stable, and we wanna make sure that it's pure so it doesn't have any of those toxins uh, from the sea, uh, such as the dioxins, the PCBs, the heavy metals, um, and a couple ways to do this. We wanna go with a quality company, 
We want to make sure it's molecularly distilled in a way that keeps the bond strong. And we want to optimally look for smaller, lower on the food chain fish or sources. That would be like the sardines and anchovies. Larger fish are top of the food chain. So they're going to come to the table with a lot more toxins. Thus, thus the more they will have to be molecularly distilled, thus possibly the weaker the bonds may get. So this is our first step into the whole kind of autoimmune inflammatory thing. I wanted to cover this foundational. Now what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to stop for right now, but I'm going to open up another window so you can stop and go as you wish. Um, I'm going to get into some more direct targeted natural supplements like she was asking, and then take also another step into the mind body to get a little deeper. So stay tuned. Rob Kress here, Root Pharmacist Radio. Thanks so much.